What is up, people? My name is Stav, and you're in my living room. Today, I've got little gut, yes, or sir. little gut in the building, as you We're really out him. here. He, uh, he pulled through today. This has been uh, on the works for a little bit. He came out for uh, my episode with Monte. Shout out, Monte, if you're watching this. But we got him back in the building. Please introduce yourself, sir. We got a little gut in the cut. We out here doing this interview today. We've been trying to set this up for a little while, but he's a busy man and I'm a busy man. So but I'm just happy we're making this happen today. We're, we're both out here uh, making things happen. But for my audience or people who may not know who you are or what do you do, what is it that you do? I'm an artist manager and a promoter. Uh, I've been hosting shows since 2016, back when I was in high school. I'm 23 now. And uh, I manage artists. My uh, company is Big Shark Entertainment, but I have six artists under that and then producers, everything else you can think of. And I also manage artists outside of it, like a little side projects because I don't want everyone under one group. You know, some people have different vibes in music, so some don't intertwine as well. And yeah, man, just, you know, setting up shows and managing artists and just pushing, pushing, pushing and just trying to make this, you know, so everyone can eat and everyone can be rich and everyone can be happy. Oh, yeah. happiness everything when when did you get introduced to the scene has it always been something you've been super passionate about or how did it come about uh well i started listening to because i only really listen to rap music which i know sounds a little uncultured i don't listen to nothing else but it's really all i'm into sure uh when i was in fourth grade my cousin came over my house I, when i was living in iowa that's where i'm really from and uh he came over and he gave me three CDs. It was a Lil Wayne, an Eminem, and a Ludacris CD. Oh, yeah. And uh, I listened to all three of them, and I gave him back the Eminem one because I wasn't feeling it. Really? Which I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but the, it was Lil Wayne, uh, Carter Three. Oh, and yeah. And it was something about that. I just kept listening over and over and over and over again. And then Lil Wayne turned out to be, and still to this day, is now my favorite rapper. He's like my favorite human being. Damn. Like if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing this because I just wanted to be like him. And throughout middle school, high school, my whole life, I either wanted to play in the NFL or be a rapper. That was the kind of thing I wanted to do. And you know, I learned that there was other people around me that was just my friends who were more talented than me at the music thing. And so I just learned and studied it because I was so passionate to like the business side of it. And I'm like, okay, well, y'all are my friends, and y'all make good music, but you know that's cool but like let's make it a business let's make it so we you know we can do something for real yeah it's one thing to be to have that sort of mindset and to want to follow something like rap or you know football but then to sort of realize going through it that you have people surrounding you that could be better at what it is you wanted to be but you offered a different kind of skill set that kind of amplified those right creatives and the thing was, was it started out as, you know, I was just, there was no artist management. It was just hosting parties. That's what it really was at first. It was like hosting parties. And then it turned to parties with, you know, DJing. I would DJ or I have one of my friends DJ. Then it was like, okay, well, I know some artists. We'll have like an artist to perform. Then it was like, okay, well, I'll start hosting shows. And then one of my friends just, you know, was making music. This is before Monte even, who's like, my longest tenure artist now was one artist before him because Monte is my second artist I ever mentioned. We we don't do business together anymore. We're so cool, just different paths. You know, he don't make music no more. Sure. And uh, he the, he came over my house and he would just had a laptop, just scroll and scroll and scroll for music, song after song, like hundreds. I'm like, 
you going to do something with this or are you just going to keep making them? And they were hot songs. Like, it wasn't like they were trash because I would have just told them they're trash, you mm. know. And he was like, God, you know so much about this music business. You know how to do this, this, this. Like, why don't we do something? You already host shows. I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. I just like hosting shows. And then I was like, all right, I'll just have him. It was just him. And then, you know, next thing you know, it was another artist, another artist, another artist. And it was just, okay, I'm just going to do Green Bay shows just a little every now and then. Then next thing you know, I'm the top Wisconsin, all the way to the bottom Wisconsin, doing whole tours and then, you know, going out of state. Yeah, I was going to say the last time we talked, you were very passionate about not just Green Bay, but the whole surrounding area. I mean, all of Wisconsin, practically. How, I mean, you're, it seems like you're bouncing around to a different city in Wisconsin just about every night. Tonight, you said you were going down to Oshkosh, but yep. I mean, it, it, where does that hustle come from? Like, why, why are you choosing to kind of branch out beyond uh, just what's here? Well, like, it's cool doing shows in Green Bay and being around my people. Like, I, I love it. It's nothing against it. But, you know, you perform three, four, five, 20 times, you know. And they're different people. The show is not like the same people. But after a while, you're kind of like, okay, well, like, this is cool. But, like, this is rinse, repeat, rinse, mm. repeat. So when I made Big Shark Entertainment, which is the company I was talking about, um, I have artists in Green Bay. They're part of it. I have artists in Appleton. I have artists in Oshkosh. I have artists in Milwaukee. And the thought process was is I'm going to find the best, most unique artists, not artists that necessarily is the most popular, but can actually has skill and can actually bring some farther than if I put them in front of different crowds and gain more fans. So I'll have my Milwaukee art show on my Green Bay show. Now my Green Bay art show on my Milwaukee show. And basically, this is a weird term, but I call it Robin fans. So basically, mm. we would go back and forth like, oh, Monte just took all Nexus fans in Milwaukee. Now Nexus took all Monte's fans in Green Bay. Got it. And then it was like, okay, now they're not just friends. Because a lot of people do shows, and it's not fans, it's friends. Mm. Now it's fans. You know, I'll go to a place in Oshkosh or Milwaukee. I won't know 95% of the people in the crowd. I don't even know them but they know me and my artists. Yeah, whereas Green Bay, it can be kind of a small hometown vibe when you, when you know everybody. Right. Uh, there's not much room for growth beyond a certain point. So branching out outside of those cities is incredibly smart. I don't think a lot of artists in the city really take advantage of that. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, there comes a point of music if you do it for fun, which is nothing wrong with that. If you just want to make a track on, post on SoundCloud and turn up, people go crazy like mm-hmm. they're not wrong with that but i want to make a business i want to make it like something where you know i want to see black heart monte little nexus young sage la da da those are my artists i want to see them xxl magazine i want to see them i want to i don't want to compare monte to another artist in green bay or whatever i want to be like oh black heart monte oh i wonder how his sales look compared to trippy red Got or it. whoever else you want to name. i'm just naming up artists yeah but, you know not oh he got such and such amount of plays on SoundCloud. You know, sure. I don't even talk. We don't even talk about SoundCloud no more. <laughs> that, but shout out to SoundCloud. So, so shout out to SoundCloud. I don't think I chance did. Chance the Rapper did a, a ton of stuff on SoundCloud back yeah. in the day. And that's kind of, yeah, not, not, not too many people on SoundCloud these days. It's kind of the way you start as an artist. So what you first do is you pick out your name. Mm. You go to the studio. It's gotta, at that point, when you first start, it's got to be kind of a trash studio. The engineering can't be good. Yeah, that's how you always have to start. Like, really? Even if, I, I mean, I'm sure it's different from musician to musician. I'm sure there are 
oh, yeah. people out there that have kind of started with everything and been yeah. able to make everything. No, they definitely have. But <laughs> yeah, when you're talking a, about a smaller town or a smaller city, you, you really do have to start from the ground up. Yeah, and then you got to post on SoundCloud and then you do some views and you feel good by yourself and then you do a couple <laughs> more. Then you look yourself in your mirror. I'm like, okay, so like, do I want to invest money into it? Because you, know, you can drop song, songs to SoundCloud or whatever, but then it's like, okay, am I going to pay get on a distributor to get on all platforms? Am I going to pay for music videos? Am I going to pay for this, pay for that? Mm. And that's where you got to make your decision, I feel like, if you want to do this for real, for fun. Because me, like, I mean, maybe some others do, but like, I'm not paying, you know, $500, $1,000 for a music video, possibly more, paying for do all this traveling, do all this stuff, just if I'm not trying to do it as a career. Sure. I mean, you can, but like at that point, I'd, I have other ways to have fun. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? You might as well put in the effort while you're doing it. It, it only makes sense. Um, for, I mean, there are obviously people who see music and possibly music management in a very different light than yourself. Right. Do you find yourself clashing with other you know, musicians, because a, a big thing about, especially music, music management, it's a lot of like, um, it's a lot of ego playing. And obviously, you're, you're never trying to, uh, I guess, start any issues with anybody, but it, it's bound to happen when yeah. you know so many people in a small area, there's bound to be some sort of, you know, disagreement or people aren't seeing visually you know where you're trying to take it have you run into any of that with your approach um i think where me personally i've never really had too many issues with artists because it's kind of hard to have it's more like my artists or another artist more mm. um i mean i don't think it ever was an issue because monte was like my first artist who i really did stuff with and he was the first for a while everyone loved him and loved what i was doing when you know it first started out and you know but I think people, I mean, a lot, most people still love us. Like, there's, it's not like I walk around corners and everyone's like, oh, F gut, you know, this, that, and the third. But the thing is, is when we start actually, you know, doing more numbers and start doing shows and mm. start being a little more exclusive, like, oh, like, oh, you want to perform this show? No, not really. Not be, and you'll know, be nice about it, but not every opportunity is a great opportunity. Sure. sure. You know, I don't like to, I tell my artists all the time, like, don't do every show. Don't do every verse. I'm not saying you can't collaborate with others, but like me personally, that's how I look at it. If you want to do a song, my artist, you have to at least be on the same level musically or pulling views because what's the point then? Right, right. Yeah, it's a lot of like critiquing. And I, I find you know I mean? a lot of um, people aren't good at taking no. critiques. Like it's one Never of the that. biggest things as an artist. You have to be able to kind of check yourself and uh, really figure out the reason, again, why you're doing it. Right. And I, I mean, I'm sure managing artists, you're trying to offer critiquing, you're trying to critique at all times. Uh, do you find people take it personally? I used to be really nice, and I always would like try to like find some of the song. At this point in my life now, doing so many years, I'm pretty blunt now. Mm. Like if I've told my own artists, I'm like, that ain't it. Sure. No, that ain't it. But at the same time, I always listen to the song five times before I say anything because I find myself, even with artists in the industry, that sometimes songs grow on you a little bit. Mm. And another thing is, is me personally, my own personal preference of music is kind of like drill, trap, kind of harder rap. 
So in some of my artists, there's don't some make bias them. there. Yeah. yeah. So my a lot of my artists like Lil Nexus, he makes Malak, you know, Masonic, he sings from some artists. So if that's not my personal preference, I have to look at it from a different view. Like, okay, what's you know a female gonna think about? What's you know this kind of person gonna think about? This is this, this because just in case you know just because I'm not feeling it doesn't mean someone else won't feel it. Sure, sure. As as far as like. You know, it's a lot of, until you have, like, a super successful artist under your wings, a lot of people are always going to call you out and say, like, okay, where's where's the proof? Like, what's, you know, if you're not pulling the numbers, mm-hmm. if you're not pulling the views, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, doubt shed on on people like yourself. I mean, how do you, how do you have that breakthrough? Because, I mean, people, like, Cole Bennett when they were coming up and this is a connection for me just because it's an easy way to describe it but you know nobody really knew Cole he was doing a ton of work with a ton of different people and he wasn't really picky on the stuff he was doing he was just out here hustling yeah hustling exactly do you do you find people kind of discredit you often because you don't have any larger artists under your belt yet um, I mean, no, not really, because, you know, I feel like, you know, at first, sure, but like years ago, maybe, mm. but when, you know, when you're doing shows two hours away from you and, you know, you got at least a hundred people in your crowd, more than some people will have, you know, 10 minutes away. Right. And, you know, when you look at like, you know, example, some artists have features of, you know, big artists, like Montez posted a song, I was like two weeks ago from an artist named Mark Battles. He's got a song, Lil Wayne and Kevin Gates. Hell yeah. I mean, when you look at stuff like that, when you see blue check marks, my artist doing songs of guys with blue check marks and open up for people with check marks and mm. doing actual shows two, you know, an hour and a half away and people actually showing up for them that we don't know. I feel like that's where, because I have artists all the time and I'm not throwing shade at no one, ask me to be their managers all the time. I get it every single day. Mm. Tons of messages from artists I either know or don't really know. And it's not like I'm don't, I'm like not trying to do it. It's just, I'm already so busy as it is at this point. If I really work with too many artists, I'm not even really have time for them. So like, they're not even gonna like it anyway. Right. You yeah. know, if I'm, you know, I'll phone call a couple times a week, if that, and I'm barely even seeing them. What's the point? Right. Yeah. And it's hard to draw those lines too. You you don't want to like discredit anybody or offend anybody, but you have to be able to kind of set those limits. Otherwise, yeah, you'd you'd be working yourself into the ground. Yeah, I already do too. <laughs> When, uh, I mean, social media is a huge influencing part of the kind of culture that we're playing in. And, you, you know, you say getting uh, tracks with people with blue check marks. I mean, how much, how much credibility can you put into social media these days when there are so many, you know, fake followers, <laughs> like, there's the whole thing with Twitter and all of their bot accounts now. No, right, and, that's valid. And all of that stuff. Like, again, is it, do you ever get people questioning, like, if the views are legit or, you know, if the likes are legit? Like, how do you prove or how do you draw lines? Um, How I look at, I'll just take a one because there's like a little couple things in yeah, that question. Sure. Uh, with like plays, I mean, how I look at it is, you know, if you, I mean, if I really wanted to send my distro kit and like record like the charts of the views, I mean, I could do all that. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like that'd be doing a little too much though. Sure. 
Um, but no, I mean, at the end of the day, like, if you want to fake something, I mean, not like features. I think that's a whole different thing. If you, if you, if you sitting out here, like, stealing verses online and trying to upload them out, you got too much free time. That's, right. that's, doing, that's doing a little too much now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially you try doing that shit, your song going to probably get taken down. Oh, 100%. You know, so that'd yeah. be, I mean, I know some artists have done that before, as sad as that sounds, but, mm. um, like, fake views, fake. I mean, that's the thing is, obviously, you know, you could do that. But it doesn't really benefit you in the long run, because right. like how this is how I look at it. So like let's say I, first of all, some some uh, some things like that, like Spotify too. If you try like buying views on Spotify sketch, because like your song gonna probably get taken down. The only place you can really buy views like that is like SoundCloud. Really, that too. Interesting. Yeah, which I know, I know a lot about that because it's just like you know you you do research on anything. I mean, if I sure. sit around looking up price of cocaine all day today i'm gonna figure out price what, <laughs> what brick goes for right. if i look you know you know i mean you can figure out anything if you do it so like spotify that sketch and they'll blacklist your account you know so you ain't gonna really be able to see it right like spotify's serious about that so Interesting. any artist listening to this don't buy views on spotify you'll you will pay the price are you speaking from experience or you just yeah, you, know will from pay, you will pay the price okay i've been scammed online for promotions and i paid the price all right. A whole new Spotify right. account to be made and all that. So you'll Damn. pay the price. So, I mean, that's the thing. I'll speak from real situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, that's all labels really do. Right. The labels it, be faking everything, too. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone's favorite rappers faked to an extent. It's a, a hard game to play because, again, people nowadays hold so much value in a following. And in some cases, faking it until you make it is really a legitimate way of doing it i it's you know it can be <laughs> taken however you want but uh, if you see somebody on instagram with a you know a few few more thousand views than yourself you're gonna look at them in a slightly different right. way well the, i always say the blue check mark controls the game mm. Right now, let's let's say I, you can't even buy a blue check market. You know, there's probably some way you can. I don't even want to say you probably go on the black market. There'll be some. If you really want something, life, you'll find a way to get it. But yeah. let's say right now, I, I start being a rapper tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If I get a uh, fifty thousand followers and a blue check mark, I don't even think they'll care what I'm talking about. They'll take me serious now. Right. Versus if we have you got uh, ten thousand followers and they're all real and you're just rapping like your bars are perfect, like. This song's hot. Mm-hmm. They're still going to take me more serious. I could be talking about nothing just because right. I have the blue check. Yeah. Blue check controls the game. Yeah. And another thing about, like, buying likes or followers or plays or whatever. Okay, let's say I get uh, 10,000 plays in SoundCloud one song. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I drop the next one, I'm going to have to get some around yeah, there or it's just going to look sketch. Right. Oh, I got 10,000 on this. The next song has 17 plays mm. damn you went from 10,000 to 17 so i know artists and like no shade at him you know it's whatever i'm, I'm not trying to sneak this on people that's not the gut way mm. but uh he had like it was like a hundred eighty-five thousand on a song which that's like dummy numbers now are we talking which is it's possible i'm not saying no one can't do that and then the next song had 42 plays right it's like okay dog like yeah that's that's not possible right like you gotta at least pull like at least 2k the next at least <laughs> and that's the thing bro like i don't really honestly me personally i could care less you could if an artist walked in the room right now was and had was buying views buying likes buying i could care less do you man because like 
I would rather someone say that than say they don't do try nothing. At least you're trying to do something. Not not the way I would do it. Yeah. But at least you're trying, I guess. It's definitely a different way of looking at things. Like again, like I said, you can literally in this day and age fake it until you make it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are, there are plenty of artists out there that have done exactly that. Oh yeah, bro. There's you literally look up the term industry plant. You ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's there's artists that are industry plants, and you know they you I've looked into stories because. You know, I'm I'm Curious. like oh I'm yeah. interested. I'm like oh is this a actual legitimate way? I'm like oh I like I look in every aspect to get arts, but I'm looking at this. I'm like the artists are industry plants. Like they're not that well known, and they're not, in my opinion, popping. And it's so obvious that they're faking. I'm like okay, what's the point of this? And mm. So it's not yeah, the, you, it's not the gut wave. Yeah, I love it. Uh, going back to kind of your your background, um, you said you. Uh, weren't originally from Green Bay. No, how, how did you end up here? Um, so I moved here in 2013. Uh, we were in my freshman year of high school, and my family is huge Packer fans. And um, you know, my dad always was like, "Oh, I want to move to Green Bay to live by the Packer Stadium." Oh yeah. And it was just like, you know, I mean, you can see the tattoo right here. <laughs> I'm a huge football guy, and uh, actually, football is my favorite thing in the world. It's the only thing I like more than music. Really? That's like my number one. Yeah. Track. If I if I had my way, I'd be in the NFL right now. Interest. I would love to be, but I love what I'm doing now. Just um, yeah, there's always that dream. Yeah, I mean both dreams. You know, I, I like what I'm doing, so I can't complain for a second. But um, no, he always like, oh, I want to move to Green Bay. You know, live by the state and whatever. I didn't take it seriously, and then next thing you know, you know, my eighth grade year is over, and yeah, we're actually doing it. I'm like, oh, which I was kind of like upset. I was like, oh, okay, well, all right. Yeah, that's but, a pretty you know important part in your of your life. You know, you have friends and yep. you're used to your routine you're used to the same place same faces and then to get picked up and dropped somewhere completely different i mean what was that like um it was at first you know i was like oh okay well i have no friends now all right well i'm down bad mm. but then i uh, like i started playing football because well not start i was playing football and i played football there once you around you know a team you have teammates and you're kind of with them every day it's kind of easy to make friends yeah, yeah then it went from there to you know i mean i'm a social sociable person you know next thing you know I'm, it was cool about a year later i was you know, i was good yeah it was like a new home and you do know you, since then i've been good so do you see yourself staying in the area or are you trying to branch out to completely different places i could see myself here i could see myself in hawaii i could see myself anywhere yeah uh wherever my business takes me and you know, I mean, I like where I live. I can't complain. I know a lot of people around here are like, oh, Green Bay, Green Bay, whatever it is. But, like, compared to where I'm from, this is, like, heaven on earth. So really? I'll take this every single day. Yeah. Because the town I lived in was trash. All it was was a bunch of crackheads, mm. like, legit crackheads. Yeah. Uh, did that affect? No, I mean, it's just like, growing up, you know, you go one side of the town, just like, you know, white suburban families, you know, mm. you know, you walk your dog down the road or you jog or you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, Suburban. Safe, then you go to the other half of the town and you know it's people on gas stations like off rocks mm. like that's that's not the wave and it was just like my school was just bad like you know like you know there were bomb threats in middle school i had to go through mail detectors every day yeah like it was like it, it sounds like it sounds like I have a movie, but like literally, like it was so trash. Like we'd have to wait out on a line outside in the cold, and you know me, I was dumb. I'd wear shorts, like mm. basketball NBA shorts, sure. wait in the cold to get checked for bombs yeah. for like three months straight. 
How, how big was your school? It, it must was, have been somewhat large. My whole schooling was weird. I went to three different middle schools, but it was the same kids because just one of our schools got condemned. Then the next the one, we were there for one year. Wow. Then our uh, we had our high school, and I was eighth grade, and they didn't finish building our middle school, so we had to go to school in FEMA trailers, like FEMA. Wow. Yeah. So like, bro, like. <laughs> I can't that, complain. What no, that's I, such an unusual. Yeah, uh, it's hard to, it's hard seeing that perspective. Just imagine, okay, you going from a high school and you have like a grass field. You just see a big trailer, trailers planted, right? And you have like a wooden plank. You walk up these planks. I mean, they're they're good support planks. Not like I was walking. <laughs> sure. You know, I mean? I'm not like <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm walking in and like to a trailer to go to school. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't like my school small. Like there was a lot of kids in these trailers, and for full classrooms. any kid of that age, you, you could probably tell like something was not right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, but like I got used to it, so it oh, didn't I'm affect sure. me at all. Like yeah. I was just like, oh. But the worst part was like, <laughs> so when we had to go to lunch, we yeah. had to walk from the trailers to the high school, but it was like kind of a far walk, and it went. Let's go through the main doors. So we had, like walk. All the way around, damn near the block, go through these other doors. So it'll be like ten degrees because I was the same as here, like weather wise. There's sure, no difference. Yeah. There's Winters a little more. Are pretty harsh. Yeah, and only difference I was like humidity is a little, a little more fierce. But other than that, so I'd be walking, just this long, like long walk in the cold, just to walk in for lunch. And then was, walk back. Yeah, it was the trashiest walk ever, <laughs> and it was just like I remember we'd be walking back, and there'd just be like. You walk off, and then, like, by the trailers, be kids just fighting. Like, there'd be fights every single day after school, during school. Man. It was just like, but then, you know, when I say, oh, I'm from Iowa. Oh, farms? No. Yeah. Like, I, I hate, that was the most irritating thing. I'm like, no. Completely stereotypical. Yeah. Like, no. yeah, that's complete. I never would have thought that. I yeah, that's know. all I hear. I'm like, oh, so you're farming? No. Yeah. No, I was not. There was, I think there was more people of that nature kind of around here than where I was, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I was, I was from Pulaski, man, oh, yeah, out in know. the cornfields. Yeah. yeah, you know about Pulaski. <laughs> yeah. I don't got – you know what I'm talking about then. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I'm happy I moved here for that reason. Obviously, at the time, you know, you're like, oh, my friends, my this, my that. But, like, my grades, middle school went up a lot from high school. I mean, I was getting, like, Ds, Cs, mm. if that, trash grades. I go my high school, I'm getting good grades, you know, everything good, you know. Sandwich no, it, for the most part. I feel like if I was still there, like I don't even know what I'd be doing right now. Oh, I'm sure it, it kind of, in a way, probably made you a lot more receptive to the world around you. Right. Like when I was in school, like there'd be days like I just want to fight someone mm. for like no reason. <laughs> like <laughs> no, I just woke up like wanting to fight someone. Today. Well, when when you're in a, a a situation like that where you're surrounded by that kind of stuff every day. I mean, it's only a matter of time before it starts to become a part of you too. Yeah. Like I remember when I came up here, like, like I was like, Oh, this is a lot. Nice. <laughs> this is nice out here. I like this. It, I, I'm sure it was way different. Um, moving on to <laughs> sort of your up and coming stuff. I know mm -hmm. you have a lot underway. Too much. And uh, a few exciting things you were talking about on our way up here yep. just today. So if you want to dive into that, I'd be Let's more do than it. happy. Um, some of these things no one knows about. So this will be like, you know, the first the leak of it you know, yeah. right here today. Let's do it. Um, so I'm flying out at A&R that works with Sony, and he's also doing a little branch of his own label. 
um, which will be cool in July. I'm having like a little, I won't call it a show because it's a private event. There won't be people really loud there, just the artist A&R and some of my people that will be working the event. And it's really dope because, um, you know, you don't really see opportunity like that around here. Definitely you know, not. Someone who could literally go, you, I want to change your life today. And, you know, I really, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself, to be honest with you. I'm not trying to brag myself, but I'm proud that I'm able to do that because it's, you know, it's something I definitely always wanted to do. But How did it come about? My friend uh, Hayden Lamers, I don't know if you know him. He was a next-door neighbor of mine, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did live around here. Yeah, yep. I knew that. I don't I, know why. I never got to connect with him in person he he moved out recently but if you're watching this man we should oh he'll watch it yeah we should definitely connect sometimes yeah um it's it's a long story how he knew it, but basically he's the one who found him and me and him and you know to be honest i was a little skeptical at first because you know when someone tells you oh they know this a and r and i'm like oh yeah are are you all talk or right (laughs) not even like that necessarily it's just like more skeptical of the guy not even him necessarily sure you know, I even jumped on a phone call with him. I'm kind of like talking, and like I'm like driving. I'm like kind of whatever, whatever. I looked the dude up. And I saw his credit list. I'm like, damn, I'm tripping. I should have been more like engaging, like. Mm. And you know, it went from that to you know, obviously now, you know, I'm bringing him out for the show, flying him out, you know, the whole nine. And you know, it's really cool because you know, there's there's a lot of artists who got talent around here, not just around here, and all the surrounding area in Wisconsin who. You know, they drop some hot music, you know, even do decent views, too. Like, it's not even, like, and good visuals, everything. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, they go back home. And it's like, that was it. And I feel like it's not their fault, necessarily. It's just they, you know. They don't have the right eyes on yeah. their stuff. And it, yeah. and then doesn't even, because of Green Bay, you can live in Atlanta. Mm. You know, everyone's like, oh, move to Atlanta, California. You know how many people are doing that? Yeah. You know, I, you know how many times I heard, oh, I'll move to L.A. Okay, you and how many other people moved to L.A.? It don't matter how many people are out there. There's still only so many people they can see. It's all about using social media and pushing your stuff, you know. And I always was, like, trying to push my stuff to labels or A&Rs. And, you know, I don't even necessarily want my artist signed to a label necessarily. If it makes sense, it makes sense. I'm not, you know, like, begging on the corner for it. Yeah, what, what I mean, say everything goes to plan. What could this do for some of the artists in, um in so when we talked i never mentioned nothing about signing artists distribution deals i never mentioned that because i just wasn't gonna mention it i was mm-hmm. gonna see what i said all i says hey would you mind coming out for the show you know i want to do a little showcase kind of show you some talent and uh i sent them some footage of my rap Royale show i had recently which was another competition show i had and it went really really good you know over 300 people there in oshkosh and you know it went really really well like you know, very happy about it. Oh, yeah. And after I talked to him that he brought himself that, hey, if there's an artist or two that I like, you know, I'm willing to sign to a distribution or a full-on deal if it all makes sense and I like everything I'm seeing. I made me happy that he brought that up, not me. Because if I brought that up, he might think, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there's some motives there. Right. Yeah. He brought it up. And then also, so the events on the Saturday, uh, July 30th, the next end of Sunday, he's going to have a valuation sit-down of, each artist that's doing the show and actually sit down with them and, you know, talk to them about how they did, what they think of them and kind of, because, you know, you're not just going to say, oh, I'm going to give this artist this or that mm. over a little performance and some of their music. They're going to want to talk to them and really, how old are you? You know, how many songs you have out? Let me hear your other stuff. Sure. Stuff like that because, you know, at least I'm, I'm assuming now unless you just hear some songs like, that's it. Right. This is the one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Do you, yeah, I'm, 
I'm sure it's case by case. You don't really know the outcome until right. you actually make it happen. How are you uh, hand... I mean, are you hand selecting the artists so that basically before I drop drop the event and mm-hmm. go public with it, um, there's gonna be some artists that I reach out to that I know, but I don't want to make it just you know artists that I know. I do want to make it that there's some people I don't know have a chance to jump on this because I don't want to be like stingy about Gatekeeping it. Gatekeeping, uh, yeah, that, that. that's a good term too. Um, but there's gonna be a good amount. I'm probably gonna have 25 or 30 artists on it. Oh wow. And um, I was going to, you know, have less, more, but it's not a show show, so I don't have to worry about, like, you know, set times. Sure, You know, sure. it's going to be there, and, you know, it'll, it's, it's going to work It's more of well. a, a networking opportunity. Yep, ne- that's what I've been calling it, a networking event, more or less. And that's the best thing about it is, okay, let's say 30 hours on, 30 perform. Let's, let's say he wants one. Let's say he wants none. He, he's like, nah, I'm not feeling no one here. At the end of the day, the artist still got a chance to talk to other artists. You know, I'm going to have some of my producers there my cameraman there other people so it's a chance for everyone to talk you know oh hey let's get this song and oh you got you know you shoot music videos it's a chance for people to, at the end of the day it's you're gaining something though when yeah. you walk out that door you're going to gain something it's experience if anything else that too i didn't even think about that yeah i it's a it's a pretty i mean honestly a, a pretty like selfless thing to do to to be able to put something together like that and to recognize like hey i'm i'm not trying to i mean you're you're limiting it you're limiting it but you're not like you know you're yeah. you're leaving some room to play there because you're aware that you know there are other things out there it's it's a cool thing well yeah and i feel like it's corny if i did an event through just my artists on it but <laughs> an r and said hey look i'm an artist uh, i don't that don't even sound right sure i don't know, like that I would rather have, I mean, like, honestly, I would throw more artists on I'd throw 100, 300 on there. But the thing is, that man going to walk out the building if I had to throw that much out of Yeah, yeah. Like, is it something you hope to repeat if it goes well? If it goes well, yes. Um, and going well doesn't necessarily mean someone gets a deal or someone gains something from him. Just long as everything goes like how I want it to go. And just sure. smooth and everyone has a chance to do something with it. We're back. The camera's are acting up we got some <laughs> bad luck in the building i'm not sure what's going on today but we're we're, we're uh we're dealing with it we're dealing with it uh do you have anything i mean besides the sony thing that's it's huge i mean mm-hmm. for to have local artists get that opportunity to be seen on a level like that is obviously a big thing are you working on any other projects yeah, um, there's another artist who's a industry artist. Uh, I don't want to say like A-list, but a, a good name artist. I'm really working on getting it done. I don't want to say it only just because if it doesn't happen, then I'm a cap artist. I can't, <laughs> I can't be going out like that on your sure, podcast. Sure, sure. But, you know, when that happens, we can come back this moment back. Oh, this is who he's talking about. Got it. Um, I always have a bunch of other shows. Um, just working on all my artists in general. I mean, my artists are always doing something. You know, if it's not, they always getting posted on some kind of channel. I was gonna say it's a lot of like behind the scenes work, right? You yeah. you don't always get a lot of credit because yeah. I'm sure a lot of your work goes unnoticed. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's you know setting up this music shoot, video shoot, or you know like my artists get on a lot, like been on Adam Twenty Two a couple times and a couple yeah. other places like that, which is really dope. Um, just setting that up, 
or just, you know, networking with different promoters other than myself and other areas, you know, that I necessarily don't hit a lot or just, you know, any any kind of promotions. Obviously, I put a lot of money like Google ads, you know, you, you know, YouTube's ads, all yeah, that, yeah. you know, a lot of stuff like that, you know, just try to build it up. And, you know, I'm also working with my athlete, Dez. I got a lot going with him till too. So, you know, my... A lot of different avenues. Yeah, my uh, Big Shark Entertainment, I want to make it into either a, a label that can compete with other labels out there or if not get my artists onto maybe another label, you know. And uh, I want to make it where I'm managing artists and athletes at the same time so I have two different spectrums and two different ways to, you know... Well, it's just people. another creative outlet, I'm sure, too. Yeah. Do you, do you get a lot of... Because I know you said, you know, if you had it your way, you'd be playing in the NFL or you'd right. be on stage rapping. Do yep. you still find a lot of joy in doing what you do? Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, I kind of, like, live through them, if that makes sense. So, yeah, like, yeah. when I'm turning my artists, you know, on stage, I'm with them turning up. And, you know, I'm not... I'm not one of them that sit in the back room and sit there. I'm like, I'm turning up with them. I can't. I can't just sit there. Right. And, you know, like when I see Dez catch a touchdown or if I see Monte perform for hundreds of people, like I, you know. When like, they win, you win. Yep, yeah. That's a type of thing. And it feels good also when I know if it's a show I'm hosting, or I set up, or if I have some kind of way I'm the one who made it happen. Now, obviously, I feel good. Like, okay, I'm doing a good job. Sure, sure. Because yeah. obviously you want to you feel like you're doing a good job. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's hard to measure that kind of stuff too especially it, it's interesting because I, I talk to a lot of creative people and a lot of artists but in a, a way the sort of artist management and um, just managing on its own is its own sort of art form that is super hard to kind of like quantify you know there, I like that word it, it's it's an interesting subject because, again, people really don't know the extent of what it is you do until, you know, you're actually working with them. Yeah, and, um, you know, not to take credit or say this, but a lot of artists that I managed when they came to me, you know, they didn't have as much to have now. Not saying, that they, not saying they came to me, you know, like bumming off the street with nothing. Not like I sat there and you know, wrote their songs and made them. I'm not saying that at all, but, you know, you know, I've done a lot for them and they've done a lot for me and it's a good, you know, 50-50 hand-in-hand partnership. And, you know, it, it, like I said, it feels really good when you see streams going up, followers going up, but not even just that, just, you know, the show's doing good and just like, it, it's nice when you go out to a mall or you go out somewhere and you know people know who you're talking about. Like, mm. oh, that's Young Sage, that's Black Monte, that's size six times or whoever you want to say or you know when i like on shows because you know they actually know the lyrics yeah i yeah. think that's where i really actually for real sat down myself and said okay i need to really keep doing this i you know this isn't even just for fun anymore when i did a show in milwaukee and, and people, people knew monte's lyrics yeah and that's like, like singing the songs to us i was like okay i don't know a single person i don't know one person out there there's your proof, though, yeah. that what it is you're doing is working. Yeah. Because, yeah, what, you know, it, it's one thing, again, like you were saying before, to have your friends show up and support you at your show, and they would generally probably know all of your, your, your lyrics, but to go to a completely different city where you don't really know how they're going to respond. Oh, I was so nervous. have something like that happen, I mean, that's got to be like a, a whole different high. Well, <laughs> the nervous part about it was I was the host of the show. Okay. 
I'm driving to Milwaukee. It was at this venue called Muse 33. I uh, never was at the venue before. I checked it out. Well, I checked out one time, like a month and a half before I set up the show. Just, you know, I wanted to make sure it was straight first. Mm-hmm. I set it up and I sold all the tickets. I had my artists. Literally, I was selling them over name on the list. I brought So when I do my shows, I do it differently. I rent the venue. I bring my own security. I do everything myself. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything. I do everything. So I had people to pay for the tickets, cash app or Venmo me, and I put their name on a list. So I'm having people I don't know in Milwaukee sending $10. So it was $10 a door, cash app. I'm home. I'm, obviously, I know how many people are going just because, you know, I see how many, you know. Tickets are being yeah. sold, sure. But sometimes, like, it was complicated, too, because they'd be like $40 from whoever. And then I'd have to, like, comment on it. On Velmo, because you know they have a comment section, put names in the description. Because mm. you know, they just be four tickets. Yeah. And you know, I don't know a single person in this crowd. And you know, we're rocking a place two hours away from my artists. And they're singing, you know, one Monty songs, Blackberry Fago. We do this every day, though. You know, and all these people are singing it, guys and girls. I don't know a single one. I'm like, okay. I, that's why I was like, okay, this is different. Yeah, that's gotta be just. Yeah. And I have video proof. Like, you go on Snapchat stores, you'll see Milwaukee location, you'll see these people singing it. Yeah, I got to see that. And man. that stuff like that is like, you know, you can't make that up. There's right. no, there's yeah. no. You can't fake that. Yeah, I can't. That's where it really comes down to with faking stuff is when you do a show. That's where you really see what's real and what's fake. Yeah. And who's really doing stuff and who's that's really fair. not. Like, that's the thing about Monte's music. And I'm not trying to just talk about Monte. I'm artist. It's just I've been with him longest, so he's easier one to keep talking about. I mean, I could talk about Nexus, you know, Sia, Sage, everyone else I got, Cully, everyone else. But the thing about him is. His number one stream city isn't even in Wisconsin. His number one city is uh, Brooklyn, New York. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and yeah, you can't even – it's hard to, to just see numbers over a screen yep. and to try to visualize, like, what those numbers are actually meaning, you know. But when, when you go to a show and you have those experiences, like, that's – yeah, that's all you need. Or like when uh, I had Lil Next Marsh from Milwaukee come up to Green Bay. Uh, I had him headline show in Green Bay. It was at Club 920 when you remember that when they had mm. that. And I was a little, you know, I was a little like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Like, you know, it's Club 920. This is kind of the heart of it, you know, when, you know, like it was really good. And there was people knowing his songs in Green Bay from Milwaukee. And I was like, okay, so this is, this is, well, this is my plan of attack was I want to bring my Milwaukee artists to Green Bay, my Green Bay artists to Milwaukee. And that's Oshkosh when you Alpha. started really branching out? Yeah. Or were you kind of branching out I was out starting before? to branch out. That's when I really started doing it. So, like, you know, because like I said, I have three artists in Green Bay I manage under Big Shark Entertainment. I have one in Alpton, one in Oshkosh, one in Milwaukee. So and I then you can it. kind of cross. Yep. That's why, like, the... I have a show in Oshkosh tonight, you know. Got it. And then we have shows coming in Green Bay. We'll be, we'll be in Milwaukee soon. You know, Appleton. We have, a, we have a show in Appleton coming up soon, too. I just can't remember the date. But that's the thing is, you know, and when we've been to other areas just in that week, we've had shows in Madison too. Mm. You know, it's just those shows, it's a little harder just because now, like, we don't have an artist in that territory, I always say. But I mean, we've had a show in Madison and we had a well, decent amount of people come out for that too. I'm sure it kind of helps having somebody who's actually from the area that can kind of say, hey, these are the places that yep. are normally doing well that I might be able to perform at. Whereas if you're, yeah, if you're pulling from a city that you don't really have people in, it's like, how do you even line something like that yeah, up? Yeah, and it worked, actually, which I was happy. I mean, it wasn't, like, my best show I've ever had, but I've had shows in Madison that's worked out. Yeah. We've had shows in different areas that's worked out. So, I mean, that's, that's the best part. It's like, and, 
you know, I like putting other, I don't just put my artists on shows. Sometimes, like, when I'll go to different cities, you know, if there's other artists I just like that I'm cool with, or there's other people in the area I want to network with, I'll be like, oh, just come out. out. You yeah. come out from one of us, too. That's a, a beautiful thing. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about your Instagram because you've been able to meet personally <laughs> some pretty insane people. You know what's crazy is I have so many other pictures. I say this all the time. I need to post. I haven't. I, sometime this next month, I'm just going to post a bunch of pictures of other celebrities I met, even if they're old pictures because I look a lot different than some of these sure, pictures sure. now. Just post them all. But, yeah, no, I, if, I, I if get If you that. haven't checked out his Instagram, I mean, you should – you should check it out just because it is i mean how how does that even come about um so i mean like some of the early early pictures and some that not even on my instagram like earlier on the facebook i mean there was some of those like at a concert i met them yeah you're like, just going to shows right and... but there are some of those pictures where it started out when i started doing this is um fbg duck is one of the artists i knew he passed away and he you might not know he is just he's a drill chicago rapper who mm. Really big in that scene. I actually knew him personally. That was probably the only industry rapper I can say like knows me. I know him. He followed me on Instagram. I know his mom. I know other artists that worked with him. Like I know the whole family. And he was kind of the reason why I started managing artists because I went to some of his shows and I kicked him. I got to know him personally. He actually came to Green Bay. Had some shows too, and I was parts of part of that. You know all that. And he was kind of the one who put me onto the managing. He kind of you know, showed me some things and showed me what some of his managers and other people do. And he kind of, he kind of plugged me into me a lot of these people. Cause like, when you know, you know, someone like that personally, they sure, kind of, they kind of open a lot. Yeah. They kind of open the doors to meet most of these people yeah. for me. Oh, absolutely. And like, you know, like I get questions like this all the time. Oh, do you know uh six, nine? I have a picture of him mm -hmm. personally, or do you know RIP young doll personally? No, I do not know them personally. Right. Like, I met them. They took a picture of me. But if you go up to 6 9 and interview, oh, do you know Lil Gut? It'd be like, who? Yeah. But it, it shows that you're beyond just enjoying music. I mean, you are truly like a fan and all consumed by, right. you know, the rap culture and the artists that you enjoy. I mean, it, 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 there's obviously a, a clear passion there that you, you right. get enjoyment beyond just the managing. And it's cool, music. too, being able to, like, through connections I've made, being able to, like, pull up the shows and just kick back and, like, meet and network all these. Because a lot of times I'm, I'll take the picture of the artist mm -hmm. and, you know, talk to them. But really, most of the time I'm trying to talk to their manager. Okay. More yeah, than yeah. that. Or DJ. Managers and DJs are two people. Because they're the ones that can actually make something happen. The sure. Day. Like, sure. I go up to them and go, oh, how much is this person charging for a show? I kind of want to try to get something in. Or how much is a verse from this person? Or, you know, hey, let's, let's swap contacts. You know, a lot of these managers will manage other artists that are not as big as the one. Mm. I'll be like, hey, I manage these artists. You know, these are the territories. I'm doing well. These territories. Like, let's, you know, let's figure something out together. Yeah. And that's how I got some these industry features. So my artists is having connections to the big artists and bigger managers and be able to work around it. Yeah, opening doors. It's all about who you know. <laughs> and that's the big thing, you know. I've been blessed to meet a lot of people and blessed to make connections through that. And that's, you know, that kind of gave me a leg up and kind of, you know, put me ahead of certain other people. Because I don't know a lot of managers, period, around this area. I yeah. really don't. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of, you know, people I know personally that do – anything in the realm that you do and i have a hard time yeah. even thinking a lot of, of people you. who i know who have done it they kind of quit really early because it's a lot of putting money and in investing 
Because mm. I invest in my artists. Mm-hmm. It's not like I just, you know, oh, Gus, my manager. Like, I invest in them. I help them. I push them any way I can, any, any way I can do it. So, you know, it's kind of a uh, type of thing where you have to see, you have to be happy seeing other people winning. And you can't think about yourself. Like, you got to think about them, too. And that as soon as you get in that mind space that, oh, every time your artist wins or every time someone on your team wins, not just artists, my producers, my graphic designers, my videographers, my everything, they take a W, you got to be like, okay, well, look at if you had something to do with that W, if there's any way you, you know. Contributed. Yeah. Then you got to be like, okay, well, I'm doing good. So it's a W too. And obviously, you know, it's just a good feeling, you know. If you genuinely like someone, then I always say this. If you ever, if you ever, if your friend ever gets money, and that bothers you, you got some problems. Right. Because I hope, I hope all my friends become millionaires tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You, you want to see the people you love and create with and do art with, like, or, or just friends yep. succeed. And I think... Well, a lot of people don't. Yeah. Trust me. Like, Why do you think that is? I'm not sure. Um, I feel like people want to see people on the same level they are. Because trust me, a lot of... I mean, most... Uh, honestly, I know a lot of people are like, oh... This person don't like me. As far as I know, most people love me. I, I've never had a lot of people not like me. But there's definitely some people who were closer to me or talked to me more before I did a lot of the stuff I've been doing years and years back. And I think it's just, I think it just makes people uncomfortable sometimes seeing people that are on the same level as them kind of leveling up in life and not always that person is doing the same. Mm. And it's just, I don't know, I just kind of what human beings do, yeah, you know. I don't. Absolutely. I'm not going to say I've never done something like that in my life. Like, I've, you know, obviously I've been jealous of someone or jealous of something. But I think that's kind of a past thing. I don't think I really do yeah, anymore. Yeah, as long as you learn from the experience and right. you're not holding that, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you drive in a, you know, some car from the 90s that can barely move and rust it out and you see some dude pull up in a Lambo, yeah. you might feel some type of way. <laughs> yeah. But, like, can you, should you really? Yeah. Right. I feel like, if anything, that should be motivation, like, all right, I'm going to get that too. True. So I love doing this thing on the podcast where I ask some sort of or get some perspective as to things that you do beyond the, the things we've already talked about that people wouldn't necessarily pin you down for or know that you do. Like when I had oh, YD beyond on. Beyond the business. All right. Yeah, beyond the business. Like when I had YD on. He talked about, I use this example every time, he talked about gardening and hostas. And it's just like so out there that (laughs) you would never expect for that to be something he enjoyed. But it it was just a cool insight as to a different aspect of his life. Is there anything like that in your life for you that's beyond the NFL, beyond music? Like, is there something out there? Uh, I love clothes. Clothes, fashion. Like, love clothes. I have three closets full of clothes. Really? I own over, like, just, like, jerseys. I own over 300 jerseys. You were, uh, you were talking about the jersey yeah. thing before, how you always wear jerseys. Yeah, like, but just clothes in general. Like, I just, but, like, I got to calm down with it because, like, I feel like every time I get money, the first thing I'm doing is, like, either online or at a store, like, look for clothes. What kind of clothes? Like, what, what's your? It used to be, like, I'd say two years ago, I was, like, big into, like, designer brands, like, you know, the stuff I'm wearing right now. I'm Babe, only wearing this. Yeah, Supreme. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm only wearing it, though, because it's the interview. Cause I gotta, <laughs> you know, I got to look. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? But uh, no, uh, 
You know, it doesn't even have to be something special now. It's just something that catches my eye. Yeah. I like neon colors. My favorite color is pink. Okay. So I have a lot of pink shirts, pink shoes, pink, 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 pink. Oh, yeah. So uh, clothes. Um, I mean, music, clothes, football, that's like my main thing. <laughs> Honestly, there's not much. I play, I mean, I play Madden, but that's still football. So I feel yeah, like yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of, that's mainly it. Um. There's not too many other things I really do. I would probably do other things maybe if I had more time. Mm. I like gambling, but, like, that's not a good habit. <laughs> it could be. You know, there, there's, uh, there's some people that can make some pretty good money off of gambling. Yeah. Like the, the poker players, bro, they make bank. Yeah, I like roulette. Roulette. But, okay. like, I get, too, I get too into it sometimes. <laughs> I'll be like, put everything on red. <laughs> Damn it. You know what I'm saying? Everything's like, gone, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm, like, down bad thinking, sure, oh, man. Sure. And you could have bought, like, five pairs of yeah, you feel me? shoes. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, you know, that's the thing. I don't really buy a lot of shoes. I Not used to guy. when I was younger. No, I, was, I am a shoe guy. Okay. But I don't because I ruin them right away. Yeah, but that's the thing. People always say, like, they're they're worried about creasing their Jordans or, like, scuffing up their fucking Yeezys. But, dude, <laughs> I love shoes. You'll, I mean, I have a whole collection, but I wear my shoes. I cannot yeah. stand the people that, that just don't have... wear their shoes. Like, Yeah, it's not even the scuffing. It's just, like... I don't know. I just have a bad history. Just like, like it's down bad. I wear a lot of white shoes though. That's probably why. Yeah, yeah. But um, even then, like, you gotta have like a a beater pair of white shoes yeah. that you you always put on. Like, I don't know the people that wear shoes to flex and always have to keep them pristine. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I've been there before. <laughs> I've been everywhere at some point. I don't know. I don't buy too many pairs of shoes. I'm trying to chill on the clothes. I'm really just trying to, you know. Build for my future. Sure. You sure. know what I mean? Investments. Yeah, that too. I'm trying to get more in stocks, but Yeah, that's a whole different lane. <laughs> I, I think for a lot of people when the pandemic hit and the market kind of took a, a pretty steep dive, that's when a lot of people our age kind of jumped in. Yeah. Because we're like, Well, we got nothing to lose. We might as well try. <laughs> like I know a lot of my friends really started messing around in the stock market. Yeah, over over covid yeah i mean i'm not too deep into it yet um i like to do a lot of research in every little thing obviously i mean stocks obviously i mean it's good to invest i'm not saying that just you know right now it's just a whole nother game well it's it's honestly a glorified method of gambling yeah, i mean basically. that's that's literally all it is yeah. you you might as well go to the casino and put all your money on red yeah <laughs> that's, that's exactly I'm, what you're doing i might put on black low key. oh yeah Depends on... Uh, Might have to go after this. <laughs> depends on the feeling. Yep. Yeah. We should have done the interview in there. Yeah, It could have been on the table while you interviewed yeah, me. Hell yeah. I, I'm a, a big uh, blackjack guy. Yeah? Blackjack. It it's, has just enough strategy that you can make good money if you're good at it, but there's just enough luck that it can take everything from you. The only reason why I don't like playing too many card games is because like, the person you're playing does that for a whole living. What do you mean by that? You know what I mean? When you go to a casino, you got to think about when you're playing in their person or playing. You got to think about like when you're at a casino. Yeah. The person that you're quote unquote up against. Sure. However you want to word it, uh, does that for a living. Yeah. yeah and that it, my thought process and that always makes me nervous because I'm like, like, this is your whole life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't like the about The casinos someone. are always set up to, to the win. The house wins. Yeah. And like, I get that. 
and I know that going in, but mm-hmm. like I still try to strategize so <laughs> you know I can try to sway the odds a little bit, yes, you know. Yeah. I have a lot of strategies, but I don't want to leak all them. <laughs> I gotta get paid for some of these. Got it, got it. Well, man, I appreciate the hell out of you for coming out and uh kind of giving me some more insight into the world that is the management kind of the stuff we don't get to see a lot. It Behind is such a scenes. it's such an interesting world and you know just from this interview we haven't talked too much beyond this but it, it does really seem like you're a genuine guy out here trying to make the best of the situation and to see you being able to do things like the Sony stuff and and to take little little wins like that and really turn it into something i mean it's it's we need more of that in the city yeah i mean Day by day, you know, I'm just trying to take W's for me, my team, and anyone else that rocks with me. I mean, you don't got to be my best friend. If, if you just cool, if you like a picture of mine, I'll like a picture of yours. If you want to send a song of mine, I'll send a song of yours. That's how I look at it. And if you're supporting my brand, I'll support yours. So, and like with the Sony thing example, it don't got to be someone I necessarily know. If you, you know, if you got some, if you got a good craft, you know, and you got something to show, like I'm more willing to show it to the, anyone I can. Because even if it's someone that's not necessarily associated with my brand, the end of the day, if they get something big because of what I put together, you know. That's a win. Yeah. 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 If if the quality is there, yeah, why wouldn't you? you That's know? what I'm looking at. And, you know, I want to do more things like that, not just at that one. But, you know, I got to get my first one in before I can worry about my fifth one, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I look at everything. got to start somewhere. Uh, anything you want to shout out? Where can people find you? Uh, look at, at Lil Gut on Instagram. Uh, in my, uh, right in my bio. There's a bunch of my artists. I can't fit them all. I manage in one bio, but a bunch of my – so just hit their names, follow them all. You know, shout out the whole BSC. I don't want to name everyone off because I'm just going to keep going and going and going <laughs> with everyone I associate with. But all the artists that are under me, all my graphics, everyone that associated with me, the whole gang, anyone that rocks anything I do, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I just appreciate you having me on here. You know, oh, speak absolutely. the truth to the people. It's we a, need more of that. Exactly. That's the, the point of the podcast is to get in a different perspective of all the creatives that are here in the city, but also, you know, I, wa- I want to do something with this. You know, it's, it's uh, oh, you going a there. work in progress. We're getting there every single day. Yeah. I appreciate you coming out, man, and uh, we'll definitely have you back out after everything goes down, and uh, we'll see where you're at then. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Yeah.